Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam, I'm Quick, and I'm Lee, and you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep, but to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Duckets is for entertainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 <laughs> or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Duckets. All right. Welcome back, D&D fam. We're glad you are with us. Welcome to October. Yes, we are entering into the fourth quarter of the year, my favorite season of fall. Except for pumpkin spice. <sighs> I love it because it's everything nice, but you know, they're I different. Just, Why? You're the potato girl. Maybe your sweet potato's better. Yeah. It just is. It is. Just... I, wrote, I don't want a pumpkin pie, but I just... Like all the drinks and the smells and the. I could get with the pumpkin smoothie. That's about it. Mm. The Starbucks. I, I don't know what just the coffee with the pumpkin. It just doesn't work for me. But fair enough. Fair enough. But we are here in October yes. and it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have been a longtime follower of the Divas and Duckets podcast, you know last year during October we had a guest on that was a breast cancer survivor, and of mm-hmm. course. We are going to honor Breast Cancer Awareness Month by bringing in another survivor that is near and dear to my heart, my mother. Say hello to the D&D family, Miss Quick. Hello, D&D family. My name is Brenda Quick. I'm Linda's mom. <laughs> She's my heart. So we'll kind of get into, instead of, you know, usually we have a guest introduce themselves yeah. or we do a little bio of them, but it kind of goes into our first question of, how did you define yourself before the day you were diagnosed or found mm-hmm. that you had breast cancer? Like, what was your career? Who who worked? Who was Brit? Who was Brenda Quick? Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm the mom of two wonderful children. Me and my husband has been married for 44 years, and I had one. I have one terrific, adorable grandson. He got so um, many adjectives. I just got wonderful. Well, you, the grands. <laughs> my door. Yes. I worked as an RN for 22 years mm. uh, on Mother Baby Unit. Um, and, and I retired in 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I I can say, you know, retired in 2012, looking forward to retirement, looking forward to uh, just not having to get up, you know, get up and go to work. I was a night shift worker, so Mm -hmm. looking forward to not having to to go to work at night and and missing out on, you know, I used we used to have a lot of cookouts here and I would always have to, you know, do everything I had to do and then lay down a few hours and get up and go to work. Mm -hmm. But I know I didn't have to do that anymore. Right. So that was that's basically me, and um, then uh, doing I always did self 
breast examinations. Mm-hmm. You know that we as women and, and, and especially your nurses, we, t- we teach that. We heard that all the time. Do self-breast uh, self examination, how you should do it and how often you should do it and all this kind uh, of stuff. So um, at this one particular time, I you know took my shower and was just doing my self-breast examination and I found a lump. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in late June of 2013. So as you can see, from 2012 to 2013, less than a year, right. I found a lump in my breast. Um, so I, you know, a little concerned, you know, matter of fact, I remember telling him, you want to feel the lump? He said, no, mama, I don't want to feel it. <laughs> I said, okay. So I um, called my doctor, scheduled a mammogram. Um, and that was, had a mammogram and a breast biopsy, and that was in August of 2013. Um, and then that was on the 7th of August, on the 14th of August, uh, I was called back in to talk to my doctor and, um, she told me that I had breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they, she wanted me to come back in um, to talk with her and, you know, me and Melinda went in and we talked with her and um, we see, we asked what was our next option, you know, what we asked all kind of questions right. and uh, just, you know, and she was, she was, she was very sweet. Matter of fact, her name was Brenda right. too. <laughs> and uh, she answered all our questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back a little bit before that, you know, when I first got diagnosed, I remember, I remember the day, I remember the hour, um, came out of the doctor's office. Um, I don't remember, I don't remember crying. I remember saying, all right, Lord, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than me. I'm putting it in your hands. Mm. And so I went you know, we had Bible study and I went to Bible, went to church and, um, one of the, one of the mothers there, Mother Marcy, um, I went to her and I told, you know, I asked her for prayer to pray for me. And and she, she laid her hands on me and she told me everything was going to be okay. So then I came home and, you know, told my husband, um, called my children, told them. Um, and so, you know, just you know, just stay by my stay by myself for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Got myself together, prayed, and then I think I cried. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was it was um, emotional time in the beginning when you find out you got breast cancer because you know you hear about it all the time, right? But you'll never think it happened. To, it's gonna happen mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We went, we went, and like I said, we talked to our doctor and she said, she said, she, um, she said, we well, we could do a lumbectomy, which, which is they go in and they take some of the tissue and they, they, you know, they test it. Uh, so that's what we did. We had one lumbectomy in uh, September. Um, and the, when, 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 the, when they did the lumbectomy, the surrounding tissues around the area was still cancerous. So they did, 
by by removing you know the uh, tissue and everything, they still had to go in and do more because she said that, that there was too much area still cancerous area mm-hmm. in the breast tissue, and so I was I was diagnosed with triple breast cancer, which means that the offending tumor is estrogen receptive negative, progesterone receptive negative, and HR two negative, mm-hmm. and um. And on a positive note, um, this type of breast cancer is typically uh, responsive to chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. So we did the lumbectomy, two lumbectomy, matter of fact, did two lumbectomies, and she still wasn't satisfied with the surrounding tissue, so we end up get, having a mastectomy. Okay. We did the mastectomy, um, and then after the mastectomy, um, I had to do chemotherapy. Um, I started IV chemotherapy on November the 11th in 2013. And I had to go every two weeks for three months. Um, finishing up on February the 27th, 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After, and after chemotherapy, I had to do radiation uh, every day for a total of six weeks. Um, thank God for my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it got me through this. Thank God for my, my family. They was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Such a great support team. And I have to thank God for my, my best friend, Judy. Uh, she was with me through every chemo treatment, sit right beside me at Womack. Mm-hmm. Um, my sisters was there. My daughter were there. So it was it was um, great family support. And thank God for each and every one of them. Um, my faith, like I said, my faith kept me going. And I also give strength to each and every one of my family members that was there to support me. Um, when I, you know, didn't have the strength to do it for myself, they were my strength uh, from one day to the next. Um, and I knew, I knew, I thank God for them because I knew there was time that they cried. <laughs> it was time that they prayed that I didn't know about. Yeah. But um, thank God that they, they were strong around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, they gave me the encouragement and, and the strength I needed to get through this, this trying time. Because I believe it was a journey. And because of my love and my faith in God, I think I think I was able to go through this journey the way I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember going to church, to church on every service, um, even when even when it got to the point that uh, I didn't feel like going, I would still go because mm-hmm. that gave me strength to be around be around uh, my family, my church family, mm-hmm. be around them and get their support and, and everything. And it was a while before I told. I told my pastor, uh, cause she was going through some mental thing, you know, some health problems, her own self. And I didn't want to burden her mm-hmm. with what I was going through with, but I eventually told her what, you know, what was going on so that she would know. So, like I said, it was, it was a time for, for me and, and my family. Thank God for my husband. Uh, I remember one occasion after, you know, had chemotherapy that day and, uh, that night, Melinda was here and Mason was here, and um, 
I was sick as a dog, you know, throwing up. I was on, I was on in one bathroom. Melinda was sick. She was in one bath, other bathroom. My husband was going between me and her, you know, checking us to make sure that we was doing okay. So like I said, it was, it was, it was great to have, have a family and support. I don't know if I would have made it, you know, the way I made it if I didn't have them. That's awesome. So you said, so you went through chemotherapy and radiation until basically like early to mid 2014. Was that first round successful or like what happened after that? Well, after I did my, after I finished my chemo, I uh, I finished my chemo in uh, February of 2014. And then um, my oncology doctor, he said that he was, he set me up to start my radiation. Mm -hmm. So for my chemo, I started my radiation in probably mid May. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like I said, I did that every day for six weeks. And yes, uh, thank God, you know, for for, for the, for the radiation and the chemo. Um, When I went back, there was, you know, all the, all the um, cancer was, was gone. That's awesome. And when you first um, got diagnosed, I felt your lump in June, I believe it was. Before that, had you already had a mammogram earlier that year? I had one in April. And then that mammogram didn't take anything. Didn't show anything. Didn't show anything. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's that's very interesting why it's so important, you know, that they say to do our breast checks, right, and not to just rely on those mammograms because I when she told me I was just like in disbelief like Mm -hmm. it was just two months ago how did they not Mm -hmm. see anything you know and what if she hadn't done a self-check until the you know next year when she was supposed to get another mammogram that had been a whole year you know of undiagnosed so you know I just want to point it's really really important that you do those self-checks because we do heavily depend on technology and machines Mm -hmm. but sometimes you know it, it either just wasn't there or it just got it wrong, you know. Yeah. We we don't know, but we you know, because you did your self check, you were able to to catch that. Um, and and the odd thing, let me inject this. The odd thing too is that, you know, they was they was kind of watching the right breast because mm-hmm. I had already had a biopsy on the right breast because they saw, uh, they say I had dense tissue in mm-hmm. in both breasts, dense tissue. So they was kind of watching the right breast, mm-hmm. but it it ended up being the left breast that mm-hmm. I. So, like she said, it's very important that we do our self-breast examination because nobody know our body like we do. Right. Yeah, and then, ladies, especially if you drink caffeine, if you like, you know, we say in our statement all the time, coffee, tea, something right. a little stronger. If you are a coffee, tea drinker, when you're a coffee or, or, or caffeine intake, you know, you mm-hmm. take in caffeine, you tend to have denser breasts. Right. So that's mm-hmm. also a thing that is is often common. Um, and even certain ethnicities have denser mm-hmm. breast tissue. Right. Um, so just really being aware of that. And I know at my doctor's office, there's even like a... Um, Almost like one of those sample breasts so mm-hmm. you can feel, feel like yeah. what a lump yeah. feels like because I know me, I mean, I'm just paranoid. I'm like, and, it yeah. just feels lumpy to me. So, right. you know, to feel the difference between this is your normal tissue and like this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is what it will feel like if it's not, you yeah. know. Um, so definitely take advantage of that. I know there's so many of those. I have one in my shower, actually, the little placards that show you how to do a breast exam. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much literature out there for that. And even um, my doctor was saying, I mean, Maybe it increases intimacy. I don't know. But, like, even your partner, hmm. like, that can be 
your partner mm-hmm. might know you do. They can <laughs> do your, you know, breast exam yeah. and like and yeah. help you. I mean, it's it's healthy and it's intimate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you were like you were mentioning like your support system, but at the same time, you know, during this, you also had other hardships. Like you were not only just dealing with your breast cancer journey, but you had cousins that were diagnosed, right? Mm. Yes, and it's 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 really odd because I I thought that when you know when I got diagnosed with breast cancer, oh my God, I got breast cancer. No one else in our family had ever, right. ever had breast cancer, mm-hmm. and and the odd thing is, me and my cousin, we we was diagnosed around the same mm-hmm. time. We were all at like six months apart in age. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So we was going through, we we had the surgeries around the same mm-hmm. time. We were going to chemo around the same time. So it was just, it was just odd that nobody in our family had ever had breast cancer, but then it ended up both of us having it at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, like, talk about some, like you say, you know, you, you didn't, um, cry initially you know you had to process and your first thing was your faith right going to god um but after you had time to process and talk to your family about it you kind of um you know you had your moment you had your emotional moment Mm -hmm. and like talk to how you felt with did you feel like your family was like tiptoeing around you because of course we never cry i could tell you for me, I cried on them trips back from Charlotte, from Fayetteville to Charlotte. You know, that's mm-hmm. when I cried. I would call her auntie or call, you know, grandma. Um, that's, but I would never do it around you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I don't, I don't recall seeing a lot of our other family members doing it. Do you feel like we tiptoed around you with our emotions? Of course you did. <laughs> I know you did. And I think it was, it was. I remember my one of my nieces telling, I think she told you. Don't, 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 don't do that. You know, Aunt Brenda got faith. Don't y'all go there yeah. uh, 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 crying and mm-hmm. cutting up and mm-hmm. making her doubt, doubt, you know. So, so when one, like I said, I think it, I think this is, is, is one of those things where, you know, uh, the, the strong length mm-hmm. is, is pull the, you know, is, is, is keep the chain going. Mm-hmm. I remember telling my friend, my best friend, uh, that I had breast cancer and she just bust out mm-hmm. start crying, just hollering. And I, and I told him, stop that. <laughs> I, I don't you do it. Don't you dare do that. You, you, I want you to pray with me. I want you to pray for me. I don't want you to, mm-hmm. don't you do that. Don't you do that. God, God is bigger than this. Mm-hmm. And it, it had to be, it had to be, uh, Un, undoubtable faith at that time. I had to, yeah. I had to really step out on faith and really believe. You know, I had tried God for myself, so I knew what God mm-hmm. could do. So I had to believe that God was going to take me through this. And if He, even if He didn't, I still had the faith that I knew that He could. Mm-hmm. I remember, because I, I, it was a while before I told my mom. Yeah. You know, your mom is your heart. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going down there and we was all there, I believe. And, and I know Melinda was there. So me and I called mom back to the, one of the bedrooms and Melinda came there and we sit on the chair and I told her that I had, had breast cancer and she said, Oh, my baby, you know? And so that was very emotional for mm-hmm. me and, you know, to, to tell her. And then she, and then she told me that my cousin, cousin, uh, that her, that my, my mom, my cousin, and my, and her mom 
was my mom's sister. So they were they was two sisters with two children mm-hmm. going breast cancer at the same time. Yeah. So we just like I said, it was I knew I I knew y'all didn't let me see y'all upset or uh or crying because um because of me. Mm-hmm. I know you did but I knew I, I also knew that that when you were by yourself, I knew you you it was it was something, you know, here 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 I am going through breast cancer and you know all all the time the diagnosis is not good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you you spoke to you were saying you had like triple breast cancer. Like what stage um when you were diagnosed, like what stage were you in? I was at stage two. Okay. And my doctor told me um, that it that uh, ex- at stage two, I had a, a good chance of beating this. He said, he said, well, we we're gonna put a plan in process, and what when we when we do this, you follow the plan, and because you caught it early, mm-hmm. uh, we have a good chance of being successful with this, and we were. Yeah, that's awesome. And so what is the, like, the post-recovery, right? Because most people think, you know, what we see on Instagram, social media, people ring the bell, right? In our minds, it's done, right? Mm -hmm. They ring the bell and it's done. But Mm -hmm. as a survivor, Mm -hmm. like, what is that? Do you still have to go back to the doctor? Do you still have checks? Like, how how is it emotionally and mentally, you know, going to those doctor appointments? Mm-hmm. It's still, a, even though you ring that bell, that's your last, um, usually ring the bell at your last radiation treatment. Okay. Um, so after ringing the bell, you know that you still, you know, you're still going to have to ha- get your checks. Um, at, at first I was getting mammograms every six months um, because I was, because I had a port in place. Uh, I had to go get my port uh flushed every two mm-hmm. weeks so that was a reminder that you know it's you know i still got you, you, you this it's not over you know what right. i'm saying it's not right. over even though i believe god uh healed me healed me of breast cancer each month each now i i, I get my mammogram every year mm-hmm. last year when i got it they um they they saw something that they they didn't like in my right breast, mm. um, and I, I it didn't bother me because I I just knew it it was nothing. So they and after they did the mammogram, they wanted me to have a sonogram done, and so I went in and and had the sonogram done, and uh, he he was showing me the area that they were concerned concerned about, but then he said that he said, and we're gonna take a picture. And we want you to come back in three months, and we're gonna we're gonna compare that that sonogram with this sonogram, and if it if it have no changes, then we, then we'll know it was either the scar tissue from when you had the biopsy, because I had two biopsy on my right breast, mm-hmm. um, and so we we're not gonna worry about it. And that's when I went back after the three months, then and he did another one. Uh, he said it it's it's just that that is from the scar tissue. And we'll, you just come back in another year, and we'll do another mammogram. So, it's it's you you're constantly you're still doing your mm-hmm. checks, mm-hmm. your self breast exam. You're still doing those. Um, you you are always aware of what happened or that you went through it. So you 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 don't ever let your guard down. I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. I, I don't ever let my guard down. 
I do what I have to do. I have my, my regular, like I say, I have my regular mammograms. Matter of fact, one is due in October, my yearly mammogram. <laughs> so I keep, I keep those up to date mm-hmm. and, um, uh, have my, 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 the, my doctor that did the surgery, my breast doctor, she, I, I see use after I do my mammogram. Then I have an appointment with her and she go and she come in and she explain what the mammogram or if they saw anything, if they didn't see anything, and she'll do a thorough uh, check of of my of my right breast. Got you. And so my question, more so for quick, is as someone who is supporting a person going mm-hmm. through, you know, you supported um, last year's guest, Eunice, mm-hmm. and your mom. What were the things that you leaned on in having to, as you said, make sure that you're strong for the person going through it, but then you're, you also have your feelings? Um, I think at some point in time, right, you kind of just go into what needs to be done. And I think women as a whole, we tend to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I knew at the time, you know, my son was one years old, one and a half years old. Um, I knew I was going to be going back and forth as much as possible while I was working to her appointment. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I had to get another car that was reliable transportation. Um, And just, it just became really research. So that took a lot of off my mind trying Mm -hmm. to figure out even when she got diagnosed, what level of cancer, what does that mean? Because you right. hear all these big words, you don't know where it affects. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the first time I really understood what a lymph node was. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never forget it now. <laughs> but, you know, that's when you start learning all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think it really, really helps when you have to both, both, you know, my friend Eunice, who was there last year that we had on the podcast, and my mom, both of them are very peaceful people mm-hmm. and they're very deeply rooted in their faith mm-hmm. so I think my experience might be very different from someone who might be with someone who's already naturally mean mm-hmm. or dramatic okay. you know you know because my mom or there was ne- there was never a woe is me why you know if there was a why me moment I never heard it gotcha. you know they could have did that and bend the knee behind a closet but I never heard it so was it some emotion I, I didn't have to pull emotions to try to make them feel better if anything i was pulling to try to make them feel better with actually being sick like then you know my, when my mom got sick you know and i laughed because i was like mama you know i've, I've been over bending the toilet for different reasons you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying use a cold cloth right. so just trying to make her laugh you know mm-hmm. and make her feel better but um i i too you know because of who my parents are, I, I have a strong community. I also built a strong community. I have strong friendships and I have friends that I can cry on their shoulders. You know, I can mm-hmm. call them and they just let me weep, you mm-hmm. know. So I didn't have to do that in front of my mom because I had I had a support system that would allow me to do that. Um, so it was their faith just helped me help me really get through it because when you're with someone and there there's no doubt in their mind that they're going to get through this like mama said even if god didn't pull her through it in the way that we hope mm-hmm. she still knew that he could and that's mm-hmm. that's all that's all she gave us like that's mm-hmm. it you know so you yeah. don't have an option but to go in there and be strong you know and um you know and i was also asking like mom can you talk about because I think one thing that blew my mind mm-hmm. was that while my mom was going through cancer treatment, she had started, I think it was 2012 with the scriptures. 
that you send out, the encouraging? Mm-hmm. Um, After my sister died in 2012. Yeah. So you want to talk about that a little? Because I just think it's like mind blowing that you were able to do that. Yeah, my sister passed and I, I retired November 31st in 2012. My sister died December the 1st, 2012. So um, that was just, and that just took the toll on the whole family. Mm-hmm. And, and we were just, you know, it, it was just, no, she can't be gone. She can't be gone. And so what I, what the Lord, the God laid it on my heart. Um, and I, 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 to send, send out scriptures. And I started, I started sending out to our immediate family, sent it to about eight or nine, eight or nine people. And that was, that, that was started in 2012. Um, and I'm still doing it. Uh, started out with eight or nine people. Now I'm up to 94. <laughs> And so that's a daily, daily thing for me that I look forward to in scriptures, just to encourage somebody that, that you can make it. You Everything, you know, you might be going through this or that because everybody's going through something mm-hmm. or the other. Yeah. But just to be encouraged and let them know that God is on your side and that God haven't left you and that he will give you strength to survive. And I even send out, you know, we, we laugh. I know mm-hmm. some of the, some of the, um, daily encouragement makes you laugh and makes you smile, makes you think, but I just enjoy it. And it's been a blessing to me. And so many have told me how it has blessed them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I think the amazing thing to me though, was while she was sick and going through that and could have been in a very deep place of depression. And it's not to say that anyone that goes through cancer and does go through depression, like you shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing that. You know, you're not strong enough because that's definitely not it. Everybody handles things in their own way, yeah. right? But while she was going through that, she was still, she didn't miss a day. Like yeah. she was still yeah. sending out these messages, encouraging other people. That, I mean, it's, I think that kind of thing, like when you're seeing that, it's just like, come on, it's, you yeah. got, you got to be able to support, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, to, to those kind of things. And, um, to, to kind of segue also, because like we always like to say, we are divas and duckets, you know, so we do <laughs> like to always talk about the financial component of it. Um, just talk about a little bit, like cancer is expensive, like outside of emotional toll, physical toll, yeah. like is it a financial toll? Um, because it's, it's, it's expensive. Like, did you see, um, and I guess, you know, just to put put it out, my, my parents are, are military, right? So my mom's experience is a little different because she was able to use a lot of, you know, the the veteran and military hospital, mm-hmm. and, you know, so it's a little different from a civilian. But did you see a lot of th- those bills, like how much a, a cancer shot or something costs? <laughs> um, thank God, like, like she said, my, my husband was military. So thank God I was able to get my surgeries at the military hospital. Um, so it, I didn't, it was, it didn't cost me anything. I was able to get my, all my chemo, chemotherapy at the hospital. But I do, I do remember I had to take a, after each chemotherapy treatment, I had to take a pill, uh, that Saturday and that, that, that pill, the doctor told me it cost $2,000 mm. and that was to build my, uh, white blood cell count mm-hmm. back up for the next treatment. So uh, I can't imagine that uh, if I wasn't blessed uh, mm-hmm. to ha- to be able to use the military or the Tricare insurance, uh, how how much 
it would have caused. And like I said, the chemotherapy and the radiation was was paid for by Tricare, which is which which is the military insurance. Mm-hmm. So I did I didn't I didn't have any financial burdens because of my cancer. Mm-hmm. But thank God, thank God, you know, that I was in the position mm-hmm. not to have to worry about that on top of everything else. Yeah. And then I do think so so outside of like the cancer cuz we know, you know, thankfully, you know, just because of the military experience, you know, father being military that that took care of the cancer, but there are still bills, right? There are still mm-hmm. bills that are coming. People will still have car payments. How do you feel like your um financial management before you even got sick allowed you to once you you know cuz you know dad always said it like prepare for war in a time of peace, right? So how do you feel like your financial management and and the way y'all handled money before you even got sick allow you during this time of of war to have peace? Well, thank God for having the mindset to put away for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. Um, I was retired, so I was getting a retirement check. At the time, my husband was retired, so financially we were, you know, and I... Thank God that we we was able to pay most of our, you know, homes off. Mm-hmm. I say homes because we 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 have nine of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we was able to pay our homes off, our car, you know, our cars off. So we just during during the time that we were together, we worked together. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we saved together, and you know, I've never been a big spender, mm-hmm. but. If it's something I want, I, I, you know, financially we, we can afford it. Right. Well, I thank God for having that that hindsight to put away money, to save money, and 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 not just blow every, mm-hmm. every penny that you that you earn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just important because I think a lot of people when they think about, and I'm not sure what episode I've said it on, but when people think about bankruptcy, they think about people being irresponsible mm-hmm, with their mm-hmm, money. Mm-hmm. But actually, like one of the top, if not the number one reason for people filing bankruptcy is medical, medical expenses. Yeah. Like yes, it's just yes. it's very expensive to be sick. Mm-hmm. It very, very, and even even medication. Uh, when you think of people people that can't afford medication mm-hmm. uh, if it comes to paying your light bill or buying your medicine right you're gonna you're gonna deal you're gonna pay your light bill mm-hmm. so it's 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 i just recommend that there's a lot of foundations out here there's a lot of things that's that's available mm-hmm. uh that you can find assistance with there's a lot of charitable uh charitable organizations mm-hmm. that that'll help you you know i know that breast cancer has a lot of organizations yeah. that's willing to help help moms you know get their, their mammograms uh, women help women get their mom, man, mammograms mm-hmm. if they can't afford them the medication so there's 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 help out there for us but we just have to um tap into those right tap into those resources for yeah. sure yeah and i thank god like i said you know 2014 is when um, I finished my my chemo and radiation, mm-hmm. and in 2014 is the same time my husband mm-hmm. started his journey with dementia. Right. Mm. So it is you know from one thing to the other, mm-hmm. and uh, so God, like I said, it's 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 a lot, but when you got a relationship with with with, with God and truly have one mm-hmm. with Him, 
It don't, it don't, it don't matter. It don't phase you because you know that God has got your back. Yeah. And I mean, it was almost like, um, a, uh, it wasn't like a, a, a start. You started, you know, stop radiation and daddy started, you know, dementia. It was kind of almost like an integration of the two. Right. Cause I, rem- I remember distinctly, I, I'll never forget that day. Like we were outside of the hospital and we called dad to come pick us up because mom's, you know, car wouldn't start. We couldn't figure out how to get inside to get on star. On star didn't bless us that day. So <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't get in and we, you know, called my dad to come up to the military. Now, th- this is a man who's been in the military for 20, what, 25 years, almost mm-hmm. 30 years, made this journey for almost 20 years of his life when he wasn't, you know, somewhere overseas or something. But he couldn't figure out how to get to the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We had to get my brother, call my brother, and he went and found my dad. And then, you know, they came to the hospital together. And I think that's kind of when we realized, like, this is way more serious than we think, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on. But again, we were coming out of appointment for my mom. Yeah. So, you know, while she was dealing with her own cancer journey, she was also having to now become a caretaker, you know? so. It's just, like I said, you know, her faith is just, it blows my mind. It, yeah. it really blows my mind because it, it'll, it'll drive, it, it's enough to drive a person crazy. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, what would you like to say to maybe um, a mom or a dad? Because you were, you were, when you were up there getting your treatments, you saw men up there, right? Yes. Yes. I saw all all races of people, yeah. all ages of people, mm-hmm. uh, men, women, you know. And, no and, respect and, a person. <laughs> no, right, exactly. And I was talking to a nurse and she was saying to me that, she said, Uncle, what somebody say to you coming out of this, this area, if they coming out of this area, they, they got cancer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and so it was, it's just for women, I encourage you to do self breast examinations. I encourage you to get your mammograms. Uh, it could save your life. Mm-hmm. And if you know somebody that has been diagnosed, be, be supportive to them. Be supportive to them because there are going to be days that they don't have even strength enough to vacuum a floor, mm-hmm. even strength enough to walk from the bedroom down to the kitchen to get a glass of water. Be their support person. Um, just, just be there for them. And, 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 and you will, you won't regret it. You won't regret it. I just thank God. I just thank God for my daughter, Melinda and, and Leandra for just inviting me and giving me the opportunity to tell my story, you know, cause like I said, everybody's story is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, uh, went through different challenges. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thank God that during the time I was taking chemotherapy, I can only remember one or t- two times that I was, I got really, really sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a blessing to me, you know, and I, I've heard stories where they, you know, every time they take chemo, they stay on the toilet, you yeah. know, throwing up and stuff. But I thank God, you know, matter of fact, I, I, I remember a couple of times I took my chemotherapy treatment that even I got on the road and went to see my grandbaby and my daughter. <laughs> and so, uh, like I said, each, each person is different, 
but I I just encourage every every woman to do their self breast examinations, and do their and get their mammograms done when it's time. And another thing, um, you know those markers that they talk about, you hear about um, that if your your mom had a had breast cancer, mm-hmm. then it, you, your daughter might get it. Mm-hmm. Thank God we did we did that test, and and you know Melinda don't have those those genes that that. Uh, you know, I didn't have the genes or whatever that passed that down to her. Yeah. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And I did want to make a, a, a I did want to go back to a question I was thinking because it distinguished from our last guest that did cold capping. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and did did you hear about cold capping? Did you know anything about what it was? I never heard about it. Yeah. I never. I don't, I don't remember the doctors us uh, talking about it yeah. when I when I had. When I was going through chemotherapy, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I know that uh, one of the nurses told me, she said, because one of the nurses said, oh, you might lose some of your hair. Mm-hmm. The, the black nurse said, she said, oh, every bit of your hair going to come out. <laughs> some of it. So right. I said, okay. She said, so just get ready. Because right. it's all them yeah. pretty locks that you got. Because long locks. Yeah. shoulder, yeah. all them coming out. Yeah. So, no, I never heard of uh, uh, Co-capping. And for um, those that don't know and haven't watched the last episode, co-capping actually is a process that they have um, if you're going through chemo, if you're going through cancer treatments that um, it's, it's painful from what I understand because it freezes your head basically. Like it just freezes the cells and stuff while you're going through um, chemotherapy. There's a whole community on it for Facebook. You can look it up, but it, it, it allows you to um, keep your, it, it helps you keep your hair through the process. I do know that our guest last year decided to end up restarting her locks um, because she felt like she was thinning, but she she kept most of her locks through her through her process, you know. Um, but she was also saying at the time when she went through, she learned out about it because of her own research. It wasn't something the doctors or nurses or anything in the hospital was telling them, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was also interesting that you kind of confirmed that, like, no one brought cold capping to you, you know, right. as a as an option. Um, and mm-hmm. and did you lose your hair? Yes, I remember. I remember it so distinctly. Um, um, we had went to my my nephew's uh, Christmas Christmas celebration. I think it was like December the sixth or something. And so we had went over there and we had came home and um and I could just you know I just you know reached my head hand in my in my hair and was a, and pulled out a whole head of hand of hair mm. um, and I, so I know it was it was coming out just like that so what I did was I told Melinda was here at the time and um, called my son over he's a barber. Mm-hmm. I told him to go ahead and shave it off because I didn't want it to be spots here and there and, you know, two or three weeks coming out mm-hmm. a little bit at a time. So he did. He shaved. He shaved all my hair. Matter of fact, I still got all my locks in it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, shaved all my hair. And, um, and that, you know, when I looked in the mirror, I think I shedded some tears because all my hair was gone, but mm-hmm. I think I looked pretty cute with you a bald head. <laughs> <laughs> I remember walking in church um, with my bald head and, and one of the ladies said, wow, she's just as pretty with Aww. a bald head as she was with, mm-hmm. with hair. So yeah, you're absolutely beautiful. I, 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 I wore it proudly. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And if you ever want them back, that's the cheat code now. They cutting them locks and sewing them right back right. in. They're not going through the process <laughs> anymore, Miss right. Brenda. So, so anyway. you can get them right on oh, back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, have, I have come to be accustomed to my mom with her, her short TWA, mm-hmm. as they call it. <laughs> um, and, I, and I love it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I did want to just circle back to that because I know, you know, just as women, we're all often taught, like, our hair is our glory, right? And then when you go through that process, you know, if that's constantly drilled into you, you you are your hair. Now, there's songs that say you are not. Yeah. But women, you know, we have such emotional attachments to our hair. You know, if we go through something dramatic, we cut a hair, we color a hair. Like, the first, yeah. usually the first thing we do is something to our hair. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, I just wanted to, like, know how that process was for you emotionally, Um. you know, and just, I think that's, Sometimes from from the things that I've heard, you know, I have a few friends and line sisters that have gone through cancer. Like that was when they got the diagnosis, their first thought like before, hair. yeah, was mm-hmm. their hair, not chemo or radiation or if mm-hmm. I got to have a mastectomy. It was their hair, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, just encouraging women like that. If that happens, you you will get through it, right? You yeah. you yeah. will get through it and you'll come out stronger for it, you know, and it's hair. It's there. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. Thank God, you know, it's since twenty been eight years, almost eight years. Yeah. Thank God for it. Yeah. Alexa Q, I'm a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> so Ma, we really, really enjoyed having you on. Thank you for yes, sharing your you story so to our family. We're so glad we got through this without crying because I have these lashes and I was not ready for them to come off. DNZ oh family, gosh. if you do not see them, you know, head on over to the YouTube, subscribe, <laughs> <laughs> and follow us. But I am so glad that you came on and shared your well, story. I you know, I, I love you with my whole heart. I love y'all. I love both of y'all and thank you for the opportunity. Oh, thank thank you. you so much. So do you have anything, Lee? Um, I do not unless you want to do well, no, we don't We don't have to. I okay. just, you know, if you are on YouTube, if we are on YouTube, follow us and subscribe. We're at Divas and Duckets. We, you know, like keep our name Everywhere. consistent through everything, right? <laughs> so website, divasandduckets.com. You can go on there and become a... Get our listener, um, get our letters, submit a diva letter if you have yes. questions um, or have a financial question that you want the divas to read on the air. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram and Facebook, we are on Divas and Duckets. Please like, share, and follow us. And until next time and in between time. All right, bye. Have a great attitude. Bye.